Amen. That's a great song. What if, what if uh, we lived like we believe that song? Uh, what if we looked at uh, all the stuff that's going on in our lives right now uh, with the spirit of that song? That's a great. I almost want to give the invitation uh, and not even preach. That's a, uh, go ahead uh, and uh, put the Bible away. Amen. Jeremiah chapter number five uh, today. And uh, as a, again, uh, been spending quite a bit of time uh, in uh, the Old Testament prophets, uh, myself with my uh, reading and, uh, and just uh, taken from uh, there so many things that are applicable uh, to uh, today. Uh, one of the things I want you to remember, uh, if anything, today during this message is that uh, the God that we read about in the Old Testament is the same God that we serve today. Uh, somehow, some way, uh, modern Christians feel or think that Jesus um, is some separate person uh, from the Godhead, but Jesus is God in the flesh. He is the God-man, the God incarnate, uh, and in in Jesus didn't do away with uh, under grace. Uh, we're saved by grace through faith, and uh, we're in the New Testament covenant and all those different things. But, uh, but what he did on the cross of Calvary uh, is uh, in saving us and uh, being our um, uh, substitute, the propitiation, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. Um, when he did that, it didn't undo his holiness uh, it didn't undo uh, the Word of God, uh, the, the law of God, in the respect that we don't have to sacrifice, uh, you know, animals and things like that, uh, is, uh, as they did in their religion. Um, we don't have to do that. But the moral law of God has been made, in fact, under grace more stringent than it was uh, under the law. Under the law, the uh, Bible says, thou shalt not uh, kill. Uh, but under grace, the Bible says, if you have hatred in your heart uh, towards your brother, if you say raka, uh, it says that you are a murderer. Uh, the Bible says that uh, in the Old Testament, thou shalt not commit adultery. Uh, but in the New Testament, it says that if you look on a woman and lust after her in your heart, you've committed adultery already. Uh, so God has done away with uh, the ceremonial parts of the law uh, in relation to our religion, uh, if you will, uh, but, uh, but being under grace does not mean uh, that God does not hold us to a standard, uh, that the Word of God uh, can just be set aside, especially Old Testament. The worst about it, uh, we're, uh, the Old Testament is the worst when we make that application because we just kind of pick and choose uh, through all of that. Uh, well, that's Old Testament. Uh, and whenever somebody says, I don't want to do that because that's Old Testament, uh, I can list out a hundred verses from the Old Testament that they keep, that if they didn't would be awful, terrible uh, wickedness, uh, but we pick and choose. Are you following me? So I want you to understand that as we read our passages today, uh, that this is God. This is the God of the Bible, and Jesus is the God of the Bible. And, uh, and, and we need to respect uh, and honor God at His, at his word. Uh, and there are things that please God. Uh, there are things that displease God. Uh, and they're just as important today as they've ever been. Uh, and we read about some of these things in the book of Jeremiah. As we read our text in verse number 30, it said, A wonderful and horrible thing uh, is committed in the land. Uh, that word wonderful is not like if somebody says, Hey, how, how's your day? Uh, it's wonderful. 
Uh, that's not what that word means uh, in its context. The word wonderful there uh, means to be astonished or, uh, or desolate. It means to be astonied, uh, uh, the kind of, you think about being awestruck uh, at something. As I uh, referenced these videos that we would see, and I, I would view that, uh, and, uh, and I would just be, uh, without words, astonished at the behavior uh, of people that we are so depraved uh, in our society, uh, that people do the things that we see them do uh, every single day. Now, I know that every one of them needs Jesus. Uh, and, uh, and I know that I needed Jesus, and you needed Jesus, and Jesus is the answer. Uh, but our flesh gets in the way, and, and, uh, and we just get to the place where, uh, where we're just uh, it, 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 we're astonished uh, at it, the things that people uh, would do. So a wonderful and horrible uh, means something that's unbelievable or shocking, uh, that uh, appalling that is taking place. So God says that this is uh, a, uh, an appalling, unspeakable, unbelievable thing that is taking place uh, in Judah. Uh, and, uh, and when he says, uh, what is it? And you think, well, it's got to be something pretty terrible. In the next verse, he says, the prophets prophesy falsely. And the priests bear rule by their means, and my people love to have it so. And what will ye do uh, in the end uh, thereof? And uh, Jeremiah, from the very outset of his ministry, was uh, a retiring sort of person. He, uh, he um, God had to remind him that, uh, yes, he was calling him, uh, that uh, before he formed him in the belly, uh, he knew him. Uh, and, uh, and just try to encourage him uh, to preach and be the man of God that he needed to be. We call him the weeping prophet. Uh, we read uh, throughout the book of Jeremiah uh, his sermons to uh, the words that God gave to him uh, to give to the people. Uh, and uh, time after time after time, uh, they just forsook uh, the word of God. They forsook the man of God. They forsook uh, the truth, uh, and, uh, and just did whatever it is that they felt like they should do. Uh, and we are very similar uh, in our lives uh, as Christians. Uh, we, uh, we can draw an analogy uh, time and time again to this. In back, if you'll back up in chapter number 5, the beginning part, and we're going to cover quite a, a bit of ground here, so I'm not going to read every verse uh, out of these uh, two chapters of chapter number 5 and 6, but I do want to uh, touch on a couple of things. God told uh, Jeremiah in verse number 1 to run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem in the sea uh, and to know and to seek in the broad places thereof if uh, ye can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, I will pardon it. It's very uh, similar to what we read about uh, in the book of Genesis and in reference to um, Sodom, Gomorrah, and other places uh, in, uh, in Scripture. He says, you go and look and see if you can find somebody who is, uh, is executing judgment uh, that has uh, you know, uh, their faculties together, uh, and if there be any person like this, you look far and wide in the broad places, and if there be someone like that, uh, then I will pardon it. He says in verse uh, 3, o, o Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Uh, thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock. They have refused to return. Therefore I said... Surely these are poor, uh, they are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of God. Uh, one, of, one of Israel's and Judah's biggest problems 
was their forgetting uh, all the things that God has done for them. Uh, God was so good to them. Uh, God was gracious. He was long-suffering uh, time and time again. And in this moment in time uh, in Judah, Baalism, uh, the worship of Baal, uh, was prevalent. Uh, and to not get into all of that, if you just, it's just really a, a mixture. While Baal was a, a, a fertility god and, uh, and, uh, and all the crazy stuff that would go along with their worship, just uh, de, you know, depraved worship. Uh, in what they'd done. And they were mixing the uh, children of Israel, the children of Judah, Baalism into uh, their faith and, uh, and, and kind of making it a hodgepodge. And uh, we find that in, in some religions today where, uh, where you could, they'll go into a culture uh, and what the, the end result is, uh, is a mixture of pagan religion uh, and uh, their Christian religion, uh, and it's, it's nothing that resembles uh, biblical, uh, spiritual religion, if I use that term, or faith. It is so far from it. Uh, idol worship, the, uh, all the nonsense that went along with all of that, uh, God had it up to here uh, with, uh, with His children. Now, God loves, uh, God loves you. Do you agree? Say amen. amen. Uh, he, he loves everybody. Uh, he, the Bible says that God so loved the world uh, that He gave His only begotten Son. Uh, but if you think for one second uh, that as a, a Christian saved by grace, uh, that God can't get fed up with your nonsense, you don't know a lick of the Bible. Uh, God is very clear uh, in the Word of God. We don't like that because we think, because modern religion teaches us that, uh, that God loves us just the way that we are. And He loves us, but He does not want us to remain the same. He wants us to be saved and changed and to grow. Uh, the Bible is so clear. And to say that it is not is such an affront to God uh, and so offensive to me uh, as a Bible-believing Christian. I have zero tolerance for, zero use for ministers of God's Word that say those things. And, uh, and, uh, but the thing about it is, is that the people who hear that love it. They love it. Uh, and it's why it continues. And, uh, and, and by the way, uh, if God's people stood up for the truth of God's word, uh, and when men stood in pulpits and they say things that aren't in the Bible, uh, if uh, they just say, hey, uh, wait a second, that it's not in the, that, that's not in the scriptures, and a lot of that nonsense would stop, but we just like it. And we just accept it uh, as part of the, this, uh, this story. And uh, so uh, they refused uh, uh, to listen to God. And verse number 7, how shall I pardon thee for this? God is basically laying out the case. These people have crossed the line. Uh, and uh, and sh- shall not I visit them uh, for that? It, 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 to me, those that when I read, shall not I visit them, uh, kind of reminds me of like, uh, uh, you wait till dad gets home. You ever, you ever get that told to you when you were a kid? Uh, you know, mom, mom didn't want to give you the beating herself. So uh, she said, you wait till your dad gets home. Uh, and when you heard that truck coming in the driveway, uh, the fear of dad uh, embraced your heart. Uh, and, uh, and so it's just, it's like, shall I not visit them? Shall I not rebuke them? Shall I not correct them? Isn't this something uh, that I as God should visit them for and judge them for? And he's laying out a bunch of stuff. Verse number seven, how shall I pardon thee for this? Thy children have forsaken me and sworn by them that are no gods. Baalism, 
idolatry. When I have fed them to the full, then they committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops uh, in the harlots' houses. They were as fed horses in the morning. Everyone neighed uh, after his neighbor's wife. And I don't have to even get into all the details of what all that means. You can figure it out. Uh, and uh, they were just out of control. Shall I not I visit uh, for these things, saith the Lord, and shall not my soul uh, be avenged on such a nation as this? He says, go up on their walls uh, and destroy, but make not a full end. Take away their battlements, for they are not uh, of the Lord's. And, uh, and he goes down a list of things and says here, but I want to get into verse number 19. And it shall come to pass when ye shall say, Wherefore doth the Lord our God all these things unto us? Then shalt thou answer them, like as, like as ye have forsaken me and served strange gods in your land, so shall ye serve strangers in the land that is not yours. This is preparation. Um, he's preaching. There's going to be a captivity, a Babylonian captivity. Uh, and he's laying out. He's preaching about this. Basically, you need to turn to God uh, or else. You need to get these things right or God is going to turn you over. And he preached it over and over and over again to them. Verse 20, declare this in the house of Jacob and publish it in Judah, saying, Hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not, fear ye not me, saith the Lord. Will ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree? that it cannot pass it. And though the waves thereof toss themselves, uh, yet can they not prevail. Though they roar, uh, yet can they not pass over it. But this people hath a revolting and a rebellious heart. They are revolted and gone. Neither say they in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God that giveth rain both the former and latter in the season. He reserveth unto us the appointed weeks of harvest. Your iniquities have turned away these things. Your sins have withholden good things from you. Um, and by the way, that is still true today. Um, when we are in sin, uh, we don't have the hand of God and the blessings of God in our life. Um, it is, it is, the Bible does not teach that. Um, it's important for us uh, to, for, by the way, for more than just wanting our prayers answered and for more than just wanting the favor of God. It's because we love God. Uh, we ought to live for Him and to obey Him. Uh, but it's our sins uh, that withhold them. It affects our prayer life. It, it, it affects the blessings of God for our life. It invites uh, to our life chase, the chastening uh, hand of God, not the blessings of God. You can't just live uh, any way that you want to and, uh, and expect blessings. In fact, the Bible says that your blessings will be met with cursings. Uh, the opposite is true. Uh, and uh, our prayers uh, are not uh, being uh, heard uh, in a sense that God is heeding them, listening to them. Uh, God wants us to repent uh, and to turn uh, to Him. So He says uh, uh, basically to them uh, that he, he announced... Uh, and proclaim boldly that the whole house of, of, of Judah uh, was just like this. He, he, he describes them uh, as people who were uh, foolish, senseless, blind, deaf. Uh, they had no fear of God. He said they were stubborn and rebellious, having turned from, the, uh, from uh, serving the living God. He even says the seas 
obey God uh, and His rule, uh, but you have rejected Him. God sent the rains and gave harvest, but you refused to thank Him. Uh, and, uh, and it was just a wonderful and horrible thing. Uh, it was astonishing to God. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a scratch your head, don't know what to say, so appalling uh, to, to God uh, and, uh, and, and His holiness uh, that He put this account uh, in the Bible. And so instead of, you know, encouraging one another to fear God, uh, they exploited one another. Let's read a little bit further. Verse 26, for among my people are found wicked men that lay wait. And uh, as he that setteth snares, they set a trap, they catch men. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit. Therefore, they are become great and waxen rich. They are waxen fat, they shine. Yea, they overpass the deeds of the wicked. They judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless. Yet they prosper and the right of the needy uh, do they not judge. Shall I not visit for these things, saith the Lord? Shall not my soul uh, be avenged for such a nation as this? Uh, they they um, exploited uh, like, like hunters uh, setting snares uh, for birds. The, uh, the, the rich and, and the corrupt uh, grew uh, fatter and fatter. The poor language. The courts were corrupt. The prophets were liars. Uh, the priests went right along with them. And the Bible says the people loved to have it so. They loved uh, to have it so. Now, uh, as we read uh, the stories that goes on in chapter number 6, um, he lays out what he feels about the message that God had given to, to give to, to Judah. Uh, verse number 11 of chapter number 6, Therefore I am full of fury of the Lord. I am weary with holding it. I will pour it out upon the children, upon the uh, assembly of young men. God's, God's basically saying, I'm going to judge. Verse 15, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down. Uh, and he says to them in verse number 16, Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see and ask for the old paths. Uh, where is the good way and walk therein? And ye shall find rest for your souls. God, all, through the Bible, um, uh, humble ourselves, pray, seek Him. Uh, and uh, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. He says, I uh, will give you rest. Uh, cast your cares upon uh, the Lord, and, he, and He'll care for you, care for uh, your soul. Uh, you draw nigh to God, uh, and He'll draw nigh unto you. He says, stand uh, in the way. See, ask for the old paths, uh, wherein is the good way. Walk in, ye shall find rest. That's where the rest is. Uh, and, uh, but notice what the rest of that verse says, the bottom part of verse number 16. But they said, we will not walk therein. Uh, we will not walk in. The Bible says that he would gather us like, uh, like, uh, like a hen does its chicks and you would not. Uh, God, God wants you uh, to fellowship with Him. God wants you to pray uh, and to be able to have your prayers heard and answered. Uh, God wants, you, wants to commune with you and uh, He wants to fellowship with you. He wants to be uh, your, uh, your friend that sticks closer than a brother. He wants that. He wants that for all of us. But our sins withholding good things from us. Uh, our, uh, our lawlessness 
uh, if you will, uh, is a big deal uh, to God. In fact, as we were to read a little bit further uh, into chapter number 6 and get down to verse number uh, 30, the last verse, he says, Reprobate silver shall men call them because the Lord hath rejected them. Um, he, he says, it basically, uh, he's rejecting them. He is, he is turning them over uh, into captivity uh, and, uh, and so that uh, they can be purged uh, and cleansed, uh, be, uh, chastened uh, through that process uh, with the end goal, obviously, with God, uh, is for them to repent and turn to Him. Uh, the, it's the chastening hand of God with the, with the intent uh, that we are repaired and brought to where we're supposed to be. But God said, I've had it up to here. And you're going to be like reprobate silver. Uh, and, uh, and I'm going to turn you over. Uh, and so for us to think that the God of the Old Testament somehow is no longer relevant. Uh, that His holiness uh, and His justness uh, and righteousness uh, and the Word of God and how God is in His character and what He expects of us has somehow changed because Jesus saved us uh, is, is a far cry from the truth of God's Word. And what we have seen uh, in religion today uh, is very similar uh, to what uh, we read about back in chapter number 5 and verse number 30 and 31. A wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely and the priests bear rule by their means and my people love to have it so. Uh, and uh, love to have it so. By the way, the criterion, the standard uh, for all false preaching uh, is uh, the, uh, the fact that false preaching lightens the load, lightens the yoke uh, of, uh, of God's law. So what was taking place in this time uh, the prophets, and by the way, it's not even all false prophets. These are people that God has called, legitimately called as prophets, uh, and they're preaching and teaching falsely. Uh, and, uh, in a, and, and everything had to do with it. Their own rebellion to God. The Bible says that they were revolting people and rebellious at heart. Revolting means they were stubborn and unwilling to yield. Uh, rebellious means that they resisted control and resisted authority. Uh, and, uh, and we just do not like uh, authority. We just don't. I remember I've said this before. Some of you have been here for a while. You've heard my illustration. But uh, we had this, uh, uh, this kid. and I used to run a treatment program uh, for juvenile um, uh, criminals and, and stuff. And we labeled them. They came into the program. They received labels based on what got them placed in uh, prison uh, in the first place. And uh, one of the labels that they would receive is authority. That meant that they had an authority problem. Uh, and, uh, and so we were in a group session, and, uh, and uh, we we're working on labels, and this one kid, Curtis, uh, and, uh, and he got this. He goes, he, goes, I don't, he goes, I don't have an authority problem. I just don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> and uh, we're like, yeah, it's an authority problem. Uh, it wasn't too bright. But, uh, but we worked on it, and, uh, and uh, he got it figured out after a while. And, by, and they had to work on the things that got them locked up, and we made sure of it. Uh, and they say, how'd you do that? Uh, we made sure that we put Curtis in positions to where he can exhibit his authority problem. 
and then he would get hammered by everybody in the group and, uh, and everybody's part of its positive peer culture uh, modality, and it, was, and it was fun. I got to go to work and be mean uh, and, uh, and stuff, and uh, I don't get to do that as a pastor. I got to be nice all the time and, uh, and, uh, and smiles and, and whatever, and aren't you glad that I'm like that? Uh, and uh, so uh, he, he says that they, they prophesy falsely. Uh, they, were, they were mixing, uh, of course, um, idolatry in uh, to uh, what God had told them. They, were, uh, they, God, they knew what God had said and they watered it down. Uh, they, they would uh, minimize, put afar off the judgment of God. We read about that in the book of Amos. Uh, so they, the, pre, the prophets, uh, they prophesied falsely. The priests... Those who were involved in the hands-on everyday stuff uh, that was uh, to be taken uh, in the temple worship, the Bible says that they uh, bear rules, uh, rule by their means. That uh, simply means that uh, they did uh, what they thought was right. According to their own guidance and their own direction, they, uh, they led uh, in uh, their priestly work uh, in a way that they wanted, not the way that God wanted. Uh, and, uh, and when we read about God's response to that, in fact, look over in chapter number 6, verse number 18. Therefore, fear ye nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. To what purpose cometh there to me incense from Sheba and the sweet cane from the far country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet unto me. Not everything that people offer to God in worship is acceptable to God as worship. He says, you don't listen to me. So when you bring worship to me, it is not acceptable. Uh, when you defy me and reject me and don't listen to my words and you're just going to do things uh, the way that you think uh, is right, uh, the Bible says that even the prayer of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. We think our expectations of blessings are met with cursings because God's just not having it. Not all worship is acceptable. So I, I referenced at the beginning of the service um, as we sing, we worship to God. Uh, and, uh, and, but we can, you know, you can sing from a hymn book. Um, worship songs to God uh, and it make God sick? Certainly you can. Just because we sing hymns doesn't mean we've got it all figured out uh, and that our worship is acceptable to Him because you can sing, uh, you know, uh, it is well with my soul and it just really isn't. And, uh, and you can sing it with a big smile on your face and everybody in the room would think it's well with your soul, uh, but God knows your heart. Uh, and when, he, when you sing that song to Him uh, and it is not well with your soul, uh, and if you're not worshiping God, uh, it is not a sweet-smelling sacrifice, an odor that is well-pleasing to God. Uh, the Bible says, I will not accept that uh, at your hand. Your worship has got to come from the right place. It's got to be the right kind of worship that he'll accept, etc. Uh, and so when we say, well, uh, you know, yeah, we didn't rock it out this morning or whatever, but the worship's not for us, it's for God. Uh, and uh, and, and you, can, you can be, you're a Pharisee in a gas bag if you think singing a song from a hymn book, uh, every time you sing it, uh, God likes it. He just, he, not every time you do it, uh, is it done from the right place. And so, uh, so we're not right uh, because we sing hymns. Uh, we're right if we're singing them to Him uh, and for His glory. 
And we've got to make sure that we, uh, that we understand that. To what purpose uh, cometh there to me? Basically, he's saying, okay, if you're not going to obey me, it is, it is useless for you to come to me and offer sacrifice because I'm not going to accept it. Now, you can, you can dislike that all you want to. You can, you can disagree with it because it just doesn't seem uh, like that's the, uh, like a characteristic of God, that God wouldn't accept my worship. Uh, but the God of the Bible says, I'm not going to if you offer it to me this way. What, it's a waste of time for you. It's, the Bible refers to it as vain oblations, vanity. Um, it's well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Uh, and, uh, and, and you can, you can, you can raise holy hands to God. Uh, you can have a, 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 a suit and a tie on, uh, in a King James Bible under your arm. Uh, but your, the Bible says that God's not having it. Uh, because, because you uh, are not listening and hearkening uh, and rejecting me. Uh, and so to what purpose? Basically, God's saying, God, God is saying to that type of a Christian, there's just no sense for you going to worship. Just no sense for it. Because, because, because everything that you do uh, in your act of worship is, is, is going to be, God is not going to lend his ear and his heart and his attention to it. Uh, the Bible is so very, very clear about that. So this false teaching in these, these prophets that, uh, and priests that bear rule uh, by their names, they, uh, they lightened the yoke of God's law. They, uh, they no longer were held to the standard uh, of God's uh, holiness. And, uh, and when that happens, it removes the fear of God from a person's conscience. When, when you are instructed and taught that the God of the Bible uh, is a God that just tolerates everything because He loves you, you're not being taught the God of the Bible. Uh, and, and when you are taught that, uh, your conscience becomes affected by it. Uh, and, uh, and so you're, uh, you, are, you don't have the burden of, of, uh, of the Word of God, the law of God. This is the perfect law of liberty, by the way. Uh, when I say the law of God, I'm not talking about Leviticus and, uh, and, uh, and clothed uh, feed and unclothed and what you can eat clean and unclean or whatever ceremonial law, but God wants us to obey His Word. Well, how is it that we can read Psalm 119 and commit it to memory uh, where every other verse is talking about the Word of God, the law of God is perfect and converting the soul, etc., etc.? Uh, and then we can read all the way through it and then somehow, uh, somehow claim that, uh, that there's big, vast portions of the Bible that uh, that, uh, that doesn't apply to. His law is perfect. His testimonies are sure. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, it converts the soul. We, we read about that uh, in the Psalms. But it lightens the yoke of God's law. It removes fear from the conscience of man. And what it does is it leaves man to their own nature. So here's what we have. Uh, and uh, we have a wonderful, horrible, an appalling, sickening, you know, a, a smell in God's nostrils that is not pleasant to him. When God sees it, 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 is like, it is like appalling to him. What is it? False teachers, priests, preachers, men of God who lead and direct uh, the things of God 
uh, with, with no concern uh, as to the truth of God's word. Uh, you, can, you can throw in hirelings. You can throw in charlatans. Uh, you, can, you can throw in all, whoever you want to throw into that mix. Uh, but when we're not serving God and doing it God's way, uh, it does not please God at all. Uh, he's not having. Uh, and it says it's a wonderful, horrible thing. Uh, and, uh, and he says, but the people love to have it so. You want to know why the people love to have it so? Uh, it's because they can go to church and not hear a message from Jeremiah chapter number 5. Uh, they can show up to a worship service uh, and uh, haven't been out clubbing uh, the night before. Uh, and, uh, and praise God and worship God uh, because, uh, because nobody's going to judge and nobody's going to this. And, uh, and, uh, and God does it. He just wants me. He loves me the way that I am. Uh, and we are so mixed up and messed up with all that theology, we have no idea what's going on. Here's what God wants you to do. He wants you to worship Him in spirit and in truth. It's not just spirit. We've got spirit. Yes, we do. We've got spirit. How about you? Spirit and truth, right, just, holiness, word of God, law of God, accepting it. When I don't like it, I, I relent, I turn, I, I convert, I believe and do. Not the opposite, not like, oh, I don't like that verse, and so I'm just going to not claim that one. The people love to have it so. The people love to have it so. It's great. I know scores and scores and scores and scores of Christians uh, who believe this book, believe the, uh, in, in a holy and righteous God uh, and, and live the life they desired uh, to please God. And somewhere along the way, uh, they were introduced to some book or some preacher or something that said, you know what, um, uh, they're just, they're just uh, uh, making you afraid. Uh, and they're fear-mongering. Uh, and you shouldn't have to listen to that. And God loves you. And just because you, just because you do that doesn't mean, uh, and pretty soon, pretty soon, they're just off the deep end. I know, I know hundreds and hundreds, personally, hundreds and hundreds of Christians who are no longer in church today uh, because they loved to have it so. Uh, they wanted false preaching. Uh, they wanted no rules. Uh, they wanted no standards. Uh, they didn't want to hear this kind of stuff. When I come to church and the Bible's preached, I feel bad, preacher, so I'm just not going to go. Uh, is the wrong spirit and attitude to have. Uh, if God convicts your heart of something, you just make it right and you pray and you make the changes. Uh, but it's so nice to be in a church uh, where nobody's judgmental. Where where you can just live your life and nobody's in your business. And, uh, and uh, where, uh, where I can go to church and I can hear a message and I'm lifted up and in uh, the worship, uh, I just loved it. Uh, and uh, I remember years ago, I was in a Starbucks line uh, in between services uh, when we were in Des Moines uh, at New Heights Baptist Church. There's a line full of people there. Uh, and I had the, heard the guy in front of me say, man, the worship today stunk. The worship today stunk. And, uh, and I'm like, so I'm like, question, elaborate. What do you mean the worship stunk? Well, what he was talking about was the music sets. He was in the, he was in the band, uh, and, uh, and so the, the worship stunk. It wasn't enjoyable. 
When I said earlier, the worship isn't for us, by the way. If you, can, you can have every guitar uh, you know, out of tune, uh, every voice just terrible, uh, and, uh, and zero you know, togetherness and all of it. But if you're singing to the Lord, um, God is pleased with it. It doesn't got to be polished in, uh, in whatever. Uh, it just doesn't need to be that um, as long as it's coming from the right place. Uh, and so we lift up our voices to God and praise to Him. So when we sing, uh, when peace like a river, uh, and uh, it is well with my soul, uh, we go, man, God is so good, I'm so thankful, and God, thank you, it is well, and thank you for your presence, and thank you for the peace uh, that you give me. And so as you're singing that song, uh, you're thinking about God and who He is and what He's done uh, and how it is well, uh, and that you can, uh, as the special was sung, all the difficulties and things that come through life, you know that God is good. He's not, he's not, he didn't put the coronavirus out there uh, to judge you. Uh, the coronavirus is there. All this stuff is going on. What can we learn? Sometimes it comes. Some the, the peace of God and His presence comes through all this. There are some people that are on better praying terms today than they've ever been because of all the, because the world's on fire. Sometimes it takes that for us. It's, it's a shame, but it is. The people love to have it so. So I want to encourage you today as I, uh, as I end the message. Um, if that's the case for you, you just, you just want it your way. I like, how, I like how one preacher put it, and by the way, gets slammed uh, by the uh, hyper grace crowd. Uh, he says, this day, he said, he's preaching, he says, this ain't Burger King. You can't have it your own way. <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible um, authoritarian uh, pastor. But isn't it true God says you can't have it your own way. You have it my way or no way. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's simple. And we can, we can spend all day uh, parsing differences and uh, gray areas or whatever. Uh, but, uh, but the bottom line is, is that God wants us to obey him. And when we're in rebellion and uh, revolting uh, and, uh, and we have all the things that God listed for us in chapter number five, uh, the end result is reprobate silver. Uh, a rejection. Uh, God says, no, 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 no. Uh, here's the fruit of your own way. He says, I'm here. Draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh unto you. God loves us, but our fellowship isn't what it needs to be. Uh, and you can go to church till you're blue in the face. Uh, and your worship is not acceptable to him. So what do you do about it? It's, it's, it is so simple. You just simply pray and say, God, forgive me for wanting to do it my way. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to obey you at your word. I'm going to, I'm going to have a heart. I don't want to be a rebellious and a revolting person. He says, you have been rebellious since the day I knew you. Uh, Israel had a big problem, uh, but it's, it's, it's about the same problem as we have today. Uh, we, we, want, we want teachers. We have itching ears. We want people to tell us what we want to hear and not what we need to hear. Uh, no rules, no standards. I can love Jesus on my own terms uh, and in my own way, and he's cool with it. Uh, and I've got news for you today. He isn't. Jesus is God. Uh, God wrote the Bible. Is everybody with me? Okay. This is what God has revealed about himself. And this is what he has revealed time and time and time again about worship 
in the Bible. Obey me, do it my way, or it's, or it's a waste of time for you. That's what he says. To what purpose? Uh, if, it's, if, if it's not us coming and assembling to worship God, then what is it? Why do we even do it? Um, you know, I could, I could think of, you know, a hundred other things that I could do on a Sunday, except come to church and bang my head against the wall and not believe in what I'm saying or whatever. Well, why would I do that? Why would you do that? Why would you, why would you even go to church uh, and, uh, and live and believe that way? Why? People love it. They just love to have it so. And it is a wonderful and a horrible thing to God. And so when I see uh, somebody walking up to a car window and shooting uh, police officers running off, I'm like, what in the world? That is offensive, appalling. I cannot believe that a human being would behave that way. Um, The same emotion evoked in God because of our loving to do worship our own way. It's a horrible thing in the land uh, that we would do it and that we would love it uh, and, uh, and we would protect it and we would support it and we would, uh, and we would just come to the defense of it. And you know, We don't know their heart and, uh, and that false prophet, they love God and we just can't, we, you know, we don't know their heart and we just need to trust them at their word or whatever. Uh, and uh, the Bible says, nope, uh, mark them, whatever. Uh, and we've got we've to obey God. Um, I don't ever want uh, for my own personal Christianity, uh, my own personal walk with God to get to a place uh, where, where uh, these people were in verses 30 and 31. And by the way, Jeremiah said all these things and preached these truths, uh, and they said, we will not walk therein. God says, I'm going to judge you. I know, but we're not going to... We're okay. We're still going to do it our way. But God's going to, God is going to cast you into captivity. I know. I know that's what he said. But uh, is, the, is the cry of so many Christians, I know, preacher, but. I know that's what the Bible says, but. Uh, and, uh, and when you're in that place, and it might be some benign thing or some little thing in your life, but I guarantee you, and here's the last thought. He says in verse 31, and what will you do in the end thereof? There's only two ways to apply that passage of Scripture. It means one of two things or both. He says, you have flabbergasted God with your love of false teaching and, and, and misapplied truth. Uh, doing worship your way, you love to have it so. And it is appalling. It is a wonderful and a horrible thing. But you know what? What is the end? He says, it's only going to get worse from here. So that will be the application. Uh, it would progressively go. It will grow, it'll, it'll grow to something worse and worse. What can the end be? This, uh, the more of that, it can only end in, in, in terrible harm, in sin and being overtaken or turned into reprobation. And he says that even later on. Uh, it was saying reprobate silver. What's going to be in the what's the what's the end result of, of rebellion towards God? It's not good. And I've I've never I've never seen anyone who has left God, left church, 
uh, and, uh, and, and turned out for the better. I just, I just haven't. So many things impact their life. But it also can mean this, and what will you do in the end thereof? Speaking of as we stand before God and we are tried, the end, it, all it does is bring the wrath of God. Uh, and if you're saved, you'll never lose your salvation. Please don't misunderstand. But when you stand before God and He tries your works in, uh, and, uh, in gold, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, uh, there's, a, there's an event that takes place. We stand before God. Uh, and uh, and I, I guarantee you, myself, uh, there, I'm going to suffer loss uh, for some of the things that I've done in my life, uh, even in the um, name of faith and in religion. <laughs> Uh, and, and we're all, so when I know, I try to make that right, and, uh, and I try to be better, uh, and, uh, and so simply uh, today say, no, I don't want, I don't want that, that, I don't want that end, I don't want things to get worse, I don't want to spiral out of control, I don't want to, I, I don't want to be the recipient of the fruit of my own way, as it says, I just need to get on track, and it's as simple as saying, God, I'm sorry, and I'm getting on track again, and I need your help, uh, and would you help me to obey you? Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and then you just stop loving uh, everything that is pushing you to the opposite of that ideal. Uh, and uh, anything that's pushing against obeying God's word, whether it comes from a book, a song, a pulpit, uh, a friend, you just need to take that counsel and set it aside and say, no, obedience is the very best way to show that I believe. Uh, and, um, and we can't say we love, why calling me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? If you love me, keep my commandments. I can go on and on and on, but it's lunchtime. So, so let's not get that. And if, we, if you're even close, let's give that to the Lord today. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Uh, one.